welcome to Courageous Help by BASE, where we believe in the power of assistance to change the world. I'm Natalie Turner, Executive Assistant at BASE. Here on Courageous Help, we sit down with current and former assistants who are challenging the status quo. From impacting global business practices to molding new career paths and beyond, all while managing their full plate as an assistant. Join us while we explore how today's assistants can leverage their position to drive positive change. Today on Courageous Help, I'm chatting with Tiara Hines. Tiara is a self-proclaimed chief executive assistant who currently supports the CFO of Olo. In her decade of supporting C-level executives of growth stage and transitioning companies, she supported the CEO of Cube Software, the CEO of Laird & Partners, and the co-founder and CEO of health and wellness brand Model Fit, just to name a few. Executives come to her when they need to clear the overwhelm and focus on what matters most in their business. They also come to her to clarify their values and align their inbox and calendars to match and to leverage their time, energy, and resources for the biggest impact. Tiara is also the founder of Three Fifths Collective, 35C for short, which in its first iteration provided bespoke executive support services to C-level executives ranging across finance, technology, and creative industries. In its current iteration, 35C provides digital tools and solutions for the modern EA. So to kick us off, Tiara, can you share with us a bit more about yourself and your journey to get to where you are today? Absolutely. And I just want to, first off, thank you so much for having me. A little bit about my journey. Wow, I have been an executive assistant for the last decade. And when I think about how many years I've sort of been in this role, it it feels like it's been a blur. (laughs) Blur of experiences, definitely. I started my sort of journey into executive support. I actually love sharing this story because I I think it informs how I approach this role. Mm. I was actually brought into this space by the first executive that I ever worked for, the co-founder and CEO of a health, wellness, and fitness startup called Model Fit. It was one of my first executive support jobs. And he used to, of course, he's in the fitness space. Mm -hmm. He taught a once a week group fitness class, you know, tucked in the back of this super grungy, super aggressive looking MMA studio. So you saw all of these big muscular guys going into this studio. And then me and a bunch of other like small petite ladies were just sort of going in there afterwards for this class. It was a mix of Propera and Pilates and functional training, very interesting stuff. So I would take this class like every single week, I would be the, the first person in and sort of the last person out because mm-hmm. I would end up talking to the CEO, talking to the other women taking the class with me. And I just fell in love with the brand and the community and the people, which is one thing that you'll come to know me for is that I'm very passionate about the people that I support. And that's how I sort of change the world as an EA by bringing out the best in the people around me, whether it's the executives that I'm supporting or the teams that I'm supporting as well. So long story short, (laughs) that CEO saw how passionate I was about this community, saw that I had different sort of characteristics that made me effective at this job, that I was very organized, that I had an understanding of the fitness industry, especially within, you know, the New York City space, which is a little different than other areas in the country. And that I just had a passion for this. So he said, you know what, I would love, you know, to bring you in as an executive assistant. Let's see what you can do. 
we started out with a two-week sort of trial, which was terrifying. (laughs) But after that two weeks, he was like, you know what? You really have what it takes. And being brought into this space by a CEO, someone who'd gone to an Ivy League college that I definitely didn't go to an Ivy League college. I went to NYU, but (laughs) not Harvard, not Yale. And this was my first job. I, I had no other experience beyond my studies, which at the time were journalism and art history, Mm. not in the business space at all, nothing related to this. So the fact that he believed in me enough to give me this first opportunity was very impactful. And it definitely informed how I approach this role today. So that's how I sort of came into being in the EA. Thank you for sharing that story. I It's actually been a common thread across our podcast guests that a lot of them and you included, kind of came into this work sort of organically and not necessarily on purpose. Um, And the other common thread is someone seeing something in you and believing in you and being willing to not just hire you, but in a way, kind of mentor you into what is it like to be an assistant in a role, especially C-suite. And then of course, it sounds like you already had skills and you already had, like you were saying, these passions and the things that inform why you care about this work. And that makes such a huge difference. So yeah, it's interesting because you're right. A lot of the EAs that I know sort of came into this again, very organically or sort of by accident or through their network or connections that they had. And I, I think, yeah, the role of executive assistant was just something that had never crossed my mind before. Like I knew, yes, there are front desk receptionists and there are secretaries that answer the phone, but I had no idea that there was this role called executive assistant where you could partner and support, you know, C-level executives that had so much more experience and knowledge than I did. I wish I had known it a little bit earlier, which is sort of why I launched Three Fifths Collective, but we can go into that too. But um, it's just not something that I, I thought was possible back then. I love that. And I was about to say, I'm really excited to dig more into your background and also to 35C and hear more about how that got started. And I know that you shared a little bit about this, but I want to hear more about your perspective on the big question that we ask every guest on this podcast, which is how do you change the world as an assistant? So I'm sure we'll hear about 35C in that as well. Absolutely. Because there are, are two ways that I would say that I change the world as an assistant. One is, again, bringing out the best in my executives and their teams and making sure that they're not just aligned and engaged in what they're doing, but that they're able to be and bring their best selves to work. It's something that's very important to me, being a Black woman in corporate America. Quite often, I've worked in spaces that are not as diverse and inclusive as they can be. So I've sort of had a different set of challenges coming into the space. And I haven't always worked for a company where I felt seen and heard and included. So it's something that I want to ensure that the teams that I work with, they have that opportunity to be seen and heard and to, again, bring their best selves to work. And I think that the second part of that, which of course is why I launched Three Fits Collective, which I know is a handful. That's why I have the abbreviation 35C. <laughs> I launched that initially to provide bespoke executive support services to C-level executives. 
this was my way of working with more executives in more spaces without having to sort of dedicate my time full time to one company or one executive. And it really allowed me to build my portfolio and to support executives in finance and technology and, and art and marketing and branding and to really sort of see where my, my passion was, which of, of course, I, I think it goes back to sort of health, wellness, and fitness that'll always be things that I'm deeply passionate about. But that's initially why I launched 3 Fits Collective. And I've since in the last year or so pivoted that to provide digital tools and solutions for executive assistants like me. I wish I had a sort of digital mentor almost like this when I was in my role as an executive assistant. There were so many experiences where I was the only EA in the room and Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have any sort of role models to look to to see, oh, this is what's possible in the role or this is maybe something that you shouldn't do or maybe you should do this instead. I was sort of just going in blind. And so this is my way to sort of give back to other growth-minded executive assistants. And I have this whole concept of like a chief executive assistant and, and mm-hmm. that's its whole thing. But that's initially sort of why I launched 3 Fits Collective and what it's sort of turned into today. Okay. I have like five questions and like <laughs> different directions that I want to go. I'm going to try to go in order okay. of like how you were speaking. So. The first one is when you were saying one of your passions and why you do this work is you really care to support your executives and their teams to bring their best selves to work. And that concept can be a little bit nebulous. And I'm curious if you have like tangible, practical either examples or like how has how has that played out? Yeah, that's a, a great question. I think I'll start with my own example of how I bring my best self to work and why I think it's important. Again, being a Black woman in corporate America in spaces that were predominantly white, that had its own sort of set of challenges, I saw taking care of myself as a means of survival almost. Mm -hmm. How could I expect to bring my best self to work if I wasn't taking care of myself sort of around it? And I think it goes back to health, wellness, and fitness and how this is all just connected and sort of cyclical. For me, bringing my best self to work means being full and authentic at work. And the only way that I can get to that point is if I'm taking care of myself, whether it's as simple as making sure that I'm getting in movement every day or every other day, or just eating cleaner, healthier foods or drinking more water or being kind to myself when I I make certain mistakes and celebrating my failures is sort of a means of growth. It's about bringing your best best self to work is about those technical skills and making sure that you're well-versed in all of those. Yes, but there's this whole other world of sort of self-care and how that is important to your professional self. I hope that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely makes sense. And I'm so glad that I asked that question. <laughs> no, but truly, I'm so glad that you were able to share that more explicitly because I think that for one, that's something that assistants need to hear for themselves. Like you were saying, like I had to do that for myself. But I'm totally on the same page in terms of my executives that I support, Paige and Casey. I, of course, I help with their calendars and their email, but a big part of what I do for them is like 
sanity and well-being. Like, let's check in on that. How are you doing? Yeah. Like, as yeah. a and so yeah, I really it's, it's tough to sort of. And I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there. so many executives. If you look at their calendars, they're in meetings from you know six a.m. to five, six, seven o'clock at night, and no one in the organization is stopping to sort of say, "How are you doing?" Yeah. And yes, it's important for executives, but it's also important for ourselves as administrative professionals, we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and and being good to ourselves. At the beginning of my career, I thought if I'm the first person in the office and I don't leave until everyone else is gone and I go home and I continue to work and I tell my friends that I can't go out for dinner because I just want to be better and do better, that's just not an approach that's sustainable (laughs) for, for anyone, but especially for administrative professionals. So it's definitely not a concept that I started out with. It's taken years of experience to see how important self-care and health and wellness and fitness and all of that is important to my journey. But it's something that informs what I do. And it's not just about my journey, but the journey of my executives and their teams as well. I I make sure that I check in with people if I have a, a teammate in their wife is sick, I'll, I'll send a bouquet of flowers on behalf of the team and say, we're, we're thinking of you. And it's these little moments that really matter and make an impact and create a space where people are able to bring their full selves to work and to be their best at work. Yeah. I think that sort of what was coming through my head as I was listening is like, yes, bringing their full selves and their best selves, but really like just their human selves. Like you are a human with a body. And I almost think of part of our role now, especially over the past couple of years, I feel like has had to have transitioned into burnout prevention, like for ourselves and for our executives. So I love that you shared that piece um, because I was curious what you meant, but I'm delighted to find that that's what you meant. So, okay. I'm like, there's, I'm going in order. So the second question I had was you were talking about how with 3-5-C, I'm sorry, I was saying 35. So with the, that, of course, makes sense. With 3-5-C, you got the opportunity to support or provide help to executives across a range of industries. And I think that it's so important to point out how different this role of assistant can be depending on what industry you're in, the size of the company that you work for, and that kind of thing. Would you mind to share or just riff on that a little bit? Absolutely. I was able to, through sort of 3-5-C, work with so many different types of C-level executives and finance and technology and marketing and branding. And just starting with personality, like personalities range so much. A a finance C-level executive is totally different than the CEO of a marketing or a branding agency. Yeah. Um, so being able to work with different personalities is a skill that I had to very quickly pick up. It's something that I was always pretty good at. I was always a kid that didn't have a specific group of friends. You know, I was friends with the musical kids and I was friends with the, the kids that were playing sports. Like I just sort of popped from one group to the other. And it's something that... I still sort of think back on because I think it's the reason why I just excel in different types of environments, different types of people. But it's also (laughs) challenging working with different personalities. You have to meet your executive where they are 
and to support them and lead them. It's not easy. (laughs) I'll say that. (laughs) But it isn't enjoyable getting to work with so many different types of executives and really sort of flex that people support sort of side of the role. Absolutely. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know exactly (laughs) what you mean. And I'm sure that everyone listening also knows what you mean. So then when you mentioned that you eventually pivoted 35C into tools and support, what was it that made you be like, it's time to do, it's time to change the direction of this? Yeah, that's a, a great question. For so much of my career, I had imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I had worked with so many different types of executives, different industries, and had driven results in each of these organizations that I was supporting. But I just went through my role thinking, oh, I don't know enough. I'm not good enough, not deserving. There was that whole side of things that was happening. And it was always in the back of my head that, you know, I want to provide resources that I wish that I had as I was sort of developing as an EA and sort of getting through my career journey. And it was always a goal that I had to provide those resources to other growth-minded EAs. But it wasn't until the last year or so, again, a C-level executive that I supported sort of heard that this is something that I wanted to do. And she was like, well, why aren't you doing it? (laughs) And I was like, I think I need a little bit more time, you know, just to develop my skills a bit more, get a little bit more experience. And she said, Tiara, you've been doing this for a decade. I think you can go ahead and do it. And I said, you know what, Christina, I'm going to, I'm going to take your, your advice. <laughs> Isn't that so great? I started. Yeah. And I, I think I've had such, oh gosh, such great mentors and the executives that I've supported that have sort of pushed me to think and lead like an executive and to think of myself as a chief executive assistant and not just someone that's there managing calendars. Um, I'm so grateful to them. And it just, yeah, that was the moment where I was like, okay, I need to to pivot. And this is this what I'm doing now. And you segued so beautifully because that was another thing I wanted to pull on was the chief executive assistant. Can you share more about that and kind of what that entails to you? Absolutely. For me, so much of my growth as an executive assistant has either been vertical or horizontal. Vertical meaning a promotion or something to that effect. Maybe you're an EA and at the end of your mid-year or end of year performance review, you're promoted to a more strategic role like a chief of staff or something. That to me is vertical growth. Mm -hmm. Or it could be horizontal growth, meaning a a salary or increase, or maybe you get a bonus at the end of the year or something like that. So, So much of our growth as an EA is controlled by more external things. Your boss has to sort of see how you've grown in the last year before giving you that role promotion or that salary increase or something to that effect. So for me, becoming this chief executive assistant and saying, yes, I see myself as an executive. I operate at that level. I'm able to think and lead like an executive. It's really about owning my growth journey as an EA and really helping other executive assistants to own that growth journey as well. You don't have to wait until a mid-year or performance review to grow. You can do that yourself. And it's about so much more than technical growth, you know, learning X 
program or picking up a, another app and sort of learning about that, like you can grow in so many other ways. So I think it comes down to shifting your perspective because when you internally say, okay, I see myself as a chief executive assistant, I am going to think and lead like an executive. It changes the way you show up within your role. I like to think that it comes down to three things, to your ability to influence, to inspire, and to impact. And I think that these are the things that really set apart an executive assistant from a chief executive assistant, your ability to influence others, to impact executives and their teams and their organizations, and to inspire the people around you. And when you think about it, every great C-level executive, whether it's the CEO or whatever C-level position you could think of, they have these three things. And these three things are what sets them apart in their role. And it's the same for administrative professionals too. So for me, yeah, it's about owning your growth. It's about learning how to influence and impact and inspire people around you. That's how you own your growth journey as an EA. I'm so glad that you shared that because, I mean, really... Anything that gives people their agency back, even when they never lost it to begin with. But something that there's just something about being able to have that, like you said, a change in perspective and for you to be able to own your own journey, as opposed to like you were saying, waiting for someone to tell you like, you get to move up now, (laughs) or like, we have seen this in you to be able to really advocate for yourself and own your agency in that. So I really appreciate that kind of mindset of being a chief executive assistant. Um, Yeah. So before we close up the conversation, are there any threads that we didn't get to fully pull on or any last minute thoughts you'd like to share? Gosh, I, if anything throughout today's conversation has resonated (laughs) with you, I would direct anyone on listening to this podcast to my new website, which is threefifthscollective.com. I know it's a bit of a <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful, but I'll be sure um, to include the, the links for, for everyone. And as we start to sort of launch more sort of courses and we have a digital newsletter that we put out, I would just tell everyone to, to go there to continue to watch our journey and to get some of these growth-minded tips and strategies just to own your growth and to empower you as an EA. So I would tell everyone to go there. Perfect. So thank you so much for sharing today, Tiara. And it was wonderful chatting with you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Courageous Help, brought to you by BASE. Learn more about how BASE is helping modern assistants maximize their potential at basehq.com or find us on LinkedIn at basehq or on Instagram at the Base app. Don't forget to subscribe to Courageous Help wherever you get your podcasts.